0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Cube related I'm your host, Alex Lischik, and with us from across the pond is uh, Dima. How's it going, Dima?
1: Yeah, doing well. Um, quite a bit to cover on this podcast. Um, been a good week for us, uh, domestically especially, so yeah, looking forward. How are you guys?
0: I am not doing too bad, especially after the recent results that we will go over, and coming... To us from the great state of New York is Eric. How's it going, Eric?
2: Going well. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Agreed. We had a really good domestic week. Again, I mean, we're not making progress, so I wouldn't get too ahead of ourselves, but still definitely some good results.
0: And as usual, we will start uh, today's show off with some latest news, and we get to start off with some transfer news. Uh, surprise, surprise! It is an outgoing transfer as Clayton is linked to the Peruvian side Allianz Lima. Uh, also, we're going to go over the uh, some youth results. The U21s uh, drew 2-2 against Ruch with goals from Brashko and Vanat while the U-19s uh, beat Ruch to one with goals from Bliznichenko and Dyachuk. And I just want to uh, give special shout-out to the Zbirna. Uh, the Ukrainian national team drew defending world champions France 1-1 in yesterday's game with uh, very good shifts from all the Dynamo players, including uh, Bushchan, Shaparenko, uh, I'm trying to think who else was there, Mikolenko. And also, special shout outs to Karavaev and Sidorchuk. Karavaev getting an assist on the Sidorchuk goal. So well done, guys. And uh, two more Ukraine games in the next week on Sunday at home against Finland and next Wednesday against Kazakhstan. So we hope all of our internationals and especially our Zbirna players uh, do well trying to get Zbirna to the World Cup in Qatar. You
1: missed out Zabarni, Alex. Oh, did I? I'm sorry, Zabarni as well. (laughs) Which I can't blame you for because, of course, he did such a tidy job as centre-back. Was almost unnoticeable, but was so clean and tidy. I can't blame you. He, he he almost took Mbappe's head off at one point, allegedly.
0: No, not, not really. It was Mbappe kind of decided to decided to just when, fall down. When
1: Mbappe um, got a nosebleed from diving, it must <laughs> yeah, have been a very serious injury. Yeah, um, you guys are both
2: pronouncing it uh, wrong. It's Mbappe. Remember, please.
1: Oh yeah, how how could I forget? You know, if Turmalina still played for France, Ukraine might have been in some trouble. You know, and Hernandez is good, but Turmalinas is on another level, surely.
0: Well, yeah, Turmalinas uh, such a high level, he couldn't even start for Dinamo in their worst domestic season uh in independent Ukraine. So uh yeah. Uh so that's enough of the some latest news. We'll move on to our first match review and the first one is against Viray and Dinamo lost 2-0 and were knocked out of the way for Europa League. And if you would have thought that this game was ages ago, I, I, we wouldn't blame you because it does feel like ages ago. Um, Dinamo started off the game all right. There was an early chance where Bujalski got in behind once or twice and actually had a decent chance, I think, he just, once or both times. The, the cross was straight to the keeper. And then, unfortunately, I remember the first goal was um, Chukweze, I believe it was. He wasn't really... Closed down, was able to cross the ball for Gerard Moreno header, uh, which um, Andreevsky was facing the opposite way. I don't know why, but that was how that happened. And then the second goal was Donauro trying to play out of the back. And Mikolenko just playing, pretty much kicking it right into Chukwes and then uh, ball. I believe also Gerard Moreno scored again. um, 2-0. Loss. Um Supriaha came on at halftime. Tsehankov, I think, came off at halftime as well. Uh no, Supriya came off for Tsehankov. Um, but to be honest, at that point the tie was done and dusted. Uh so Dima dumped out of the Europa League. Uh, any thoughts from the game? Positives, negatives?
1: Well, positives. We got a shot on target, um, unlike the Unlike like the first game, I think it was actually more than just one. I think it might have been two or maybe even three. But I might be slightly pushing that. Um, the goals conceded but for the first one. I mean, I think Andreevsky is literally around the same height as Moreno. But he got his chance. He didn't play for a while. but He didn't even jump. And I, I'm just confused how can he be you know it's not like he was tired or anything so you know what was up with that really um second goal uh you know i think uh, again loss from Mikolinka on 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 the left wing um you know he literally passed it straight to you but i think the cross for the first goal uh, came in from his um wing as well uh but he gave the ball away and then nice finish from moreno makes it 2-0 and just completely kills the game, I think, in the, in the first half. And then the second half was, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, definitely probably one of the most boring games, uh, halves of football I've seen in a long, long time, if not ever. I mean, it got so bad, even the commentators said, you know, the fans probably won't be enjoying this football, but I can tell you the commentator doesn't enjoy a game like this either, where there's almost nothing to discuss. And yeah, it was just nothing was happening at all. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, once it was just the same in, in the in the uh, as in the first leg, you know, just players taking too many touches, you know, passing backwards when they should be passing forwards, crosses are poor, you know, through balls are poor shooting almost non-existent no real chances to speak of and um to be honest with you yeah not really not really not really good enough performance but i'm going to be honest with you in the context of things how things are going domestically i don't really care i've, I've got to say it. um unfortunately i think it was a matter of time for we got um knocked um, knocked out anyway and I've seen you know I've saw a few people I've got I've got to say it I saw some people saying we just got out because of this one game and this one um, uh, Europa League draw I mean come on really in a we got knocked out against a, be- a better team than us um, in the competition that we weren't gonna win anyway when we've still got everything to play for domestically and I think people have really over quite overreacted to this but other than that team not good enough over the two legs, I will admit that, but you know the manager said that you know more is to come from last uh, for next year and I hope he's right honestly but yeah, overall, boring, um, not really good enough quite expected. And to be honest with you, we have more things going on. So that's it for me.
0: Eric, anything to add on top of uh, Dima's thoughts?
2: No. Uh, well, I guess a couple of things here. I mean, he pretty much hit everything on the head. I mean, just, you know, talking about Mikuo and, you know, not closing the defender down on the first cross that led to the, or the cross that led to the first goal in the second one, you know, trying to play the ball down the line, but he literally just smacked the ball into the uh, into the opponent's legs and they quickly recovered it and then ended up scoring. So, I mean, he, you know, he, he needs to be a lot better with that. That was really disappointing. Um, I mean, we, some of the stats, you know, obviously a little bit disappointing, you know, they created 11 chances. We only created two, um, you know, in the first half, our XG was zero. Um, and then in the second half, ironically, Villarreal's was uh, 0.17, and ours was 0.23. Now, not that that really matters; the end result matters, uh, you know, goals scored. But you know, it, was, it is interesting, um, again, from a statistical standpoint, that you know uh, we had a little better expected goals in the in the second half. But you know, as I just said, obviously, that doesn't matter if it doesn't translate into anything. Um, and uh, you know, another. Th- interesting stat was they had 259 passes in our half and we had 115 in theirs. Um, So again, just kind of telling with where the game was controlled and things of that sort. But, um, you know, the last thing that I just want to touch upon too is something that Dima said that, um, you know, that I have also seen that's really frustrating about um, Denama not making progress. And, you know, based upon this result that, they're not making progress and comparisons to Ribrov's teams, and you know, <clears throat> getting making it to the, the Champions League knockout round of 16. Um, and like, you know, obviously, the squad is a very different squad now than it was under Ribrov's time. I mean, this is a weaker squad, no doubt. Um, but that doesn't mean that they aren't making progress right now, right? I mean, we've talked about this in the past about how you know teams that we have beaten this year especially a team like brugge in the knockout stages we couldn't even get past in qualifying last year and for several years you know we have been unable to qualify for the champions league and beat some of these teams that i mean on paper we should be beating um this year made it happen got into the europa league you know got past Brugia, who we couldn't even get past in qualifying this year Um, And it's just, you know, it's really frustrating with some of these just unrealistic expectations for this squad from people who clearly don't follow the squad that well or know that much about them from, you know, several years ago to now. And don't get me wrong. Is it disappointing? Of course it's disappointing. You know, it would have been nice to put up a little bit more of a fight, score a goal, um, maybe create a little, some more problems for Villarreal, right? But The fact is, is we don't have the squad depth to go deep into this tournament. We just don't. I mean, I'm happy with the progress that we've made at this point. Honestly, it's an improvement from last year. Again, progress. We have progressed further last year to this year. So the word progress is in the word progress. So that's progress. Right. Or or am I being too rational with this? but it just, just really frustrating. Um, you know, and about the Luchescu stuff out, I mean, come on, like we all have our thoughts on him as a person, right? Fine. I don't care. I care about results on the pitch. Okay. And we are in a much better position this season in Europe. Well, obviously out of Europe, but through Europe, we've been in a better position and in the league. Okay. And I know that The point gap right now, we can attribute to our rival dropping points, which is fair. I'll agree with that. But we are where we are right now on merit because we are winning matches that we were not winning in prior seasons, both in Europe and in the league. So strictly from this match, yeah, disappointing for sure. Would have been nice to create some more problems, maybe see a goal go in or something like that. But I'm proud of what they accomplished this year. I don't have any... You know unrealistic expectations for what this squad would have done so you know luchescu out stuff not making progress i mean come on you know what what's the phrase again that that philosopher said less of that i think or something along those lines um but yeah
0: yeah um i just want to add one thing is like i i don't mind when people say it's not good enough yet that's fine i can understand that because how bad the team has been the last couple of years. It's not going to go from, you know, almost not finishing second under Mikhailchenko to competing for European trophies. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't mind if people are saying like, this is not good enough. Fine. I don't think you'll take a rocket scientist to tell you that much. Um, But yeah, I mean, come on, surely top of the league, you know, chance of a domestic treble, but allegedly that's as, that's worse than uh, almost not getting second. So it is what it is. But ultimately, uh, Luchescu uh, has us in first place, but unfortunately out of Europe. Uh, now we move on to the match ratings. Uh, we'll start with Buscan. Uh, Dima, you're rating for Buscan.
1: I don't think he... I've, I've got to check the exact statistics. I mean, the, the goal that we conceded, I mean, the goals we conceded even, um, not his fault. You know, two crosses in um, from the left wing. They had three shots on target and two went in, right? So he saved us. I think it was a nice enough save to be honest, that could have gone in as well. But three shots faced, one shot saved, didn't have really a lot to do. I think he rushed off his line a few times, didn't, you know, do the classic Bouchard, you know, flapping at crosses too much, um, but I think it's going to be lower than the standard six for me, so I think five for me, fair for Bouchard, Had, didn't have a lot to do, but whatever he did do, didn't exactly do it too well, statistically speaking.
0: Uh, Eric, you're rating for Kelzora.
2: Trying to remember again, this match feels like it was forever ago, but I guess I'd probably give him maybe like a five and a half. All
0: right. Um, I'll do surprise, surprise. And Zabarni, again, not that they're playing necessarily bad, but they're not really um, standing out, if that makes sense. Did, you know what I mean? They're not really looking, you know, one completely above the other. So I would just maybe give the pair of them a, a five, maybe a five and a half, conceding two goals. Um, Dima, you're rating for Mikolenko?
1: poor very poor um, so he look, the first goal, it wasn't directly his fault but it came in from his wing right, so he at least could have done, in theory, more the second goal I mean, he just it, it was just in possession, a silly mistake just passed it, basically just straight up booted it to the Villarreal player and ended up in the goal. Poor again. Crossing. Not good enough. Um, what can I say? I think it wasn't like he was... I, I think, you know, he was a good... He was he was against a very good play in Chukwueze, right? But he wasn't really, you know, getting, you know, absolutely spun completely, right? But other than that, poor for the goals. Not, not good enough going forward. Four out of ten for me.
0: Uh, Eric, you're rating for the captain, Sidorchuk?
2: Um, I think I'd probably give him a six. I thought that he was okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole team, honestly, wasn't great. And there really wasn't anyone that stood out. But, I mean, I, I don't want to say that he was... Necessarily solid, but I didn't think that he was overly poor.
0: Uh, next is Bujalski. I mean, I would not maybe go the same as six, but I mean, he did have those two good chances where he got it behind that he probably should have done a little better. So I'll, I'll maybe just go five and a half. Because kind of like Sidorchuk, I don't really, outside of those two, he wasn't overly poor. He wasn't, you know, amazing. But just because I think he could have done better on those two. Definitely once he got it behind, but I think it was the second time he got it behind. So maybe just a five and a half. Uh, Andrievsky. So, Dima, you're rating. You're for Andrievsky.
1: Um, I was quite happy to see him start. I think it was probably the right call. But I was surprised to see him and Sidatchuk start. Um, but listen, for the first goal, I mean, he was just completely beaten there. Uh, I don't understand. You know why. He didn't even try to, you know, he didn't he, he didn't even try to jump uh, to win the header, um, which was disappointing to see. Other than that, decent enough in possession. But, uh, I, I mean, oh, hang on. That's not true. I was going to say he didn't offer anything much in attack. But our first um shot of the leg, not, ne- le- never mind the game, of the whole leg, it came in like the 60-somethings minute. I'm not sure specifically, but it came from him. Uh, our first shot on target, I should say. It came from him from outside the box. Um, and it was saved. Uh, other than that, I can't really remember much. But, you know, just for that, just for him not not jumping for that for that goal. I mean, I don't think he was too bad. And it wasn't directly his fault, but five for me.
0: It was actually a good shot he had, too, I think, in the second half as well. Um Unfortunately, it did not go in, however. Uh, Eric, you're rating for Tsigankov. Five
2: and a half. Um, I don't know, I mean, again, he was okay, but I mean, it's been a while now where he, I don't know, I mean, really, since the winter break, I would even say that he hasn't been, you know, the player that we know him to be, uh, which has been a little disappointing. Um, But yeah, for this match, I'd say probably five and a half.
0: Uh, so Depena, don't really remember him doing much. I mean, listen, depend he works hard. Don't really remember, you know, him doing a lot. Um, maybe a, a stock standard five. I mean, you know, uh, I'd probably just go with five for Depena. Uh, Dima, you're rating for Gerson?
1: Um, we started the game without a strike, uh, is not a striker he's shown it time and time and time and time again um this unfortunately picked up an injury before uh before the game and I don't recall Justin having a shot in fact I'm about 90% sure he didn't uh didn't hold the ball up well didn't create anything it's got to be said another poor performance from him uh I don't really remember any positive I don't I will be honest. I don't really remember this game uh, too well, but I certainly don't remember anything overly good from Jefferson. So, uh, four and a half, I guess.
0: Uh, on to the substitutes and uh, Popov and Seed Clay came on a little too late, so it's hard to rate them. So, uh, Eric, you're rating for Shetelyev.
2: Uh five. Um. I mean, again, there's really nothing new to say about him, so I'm not gonna repeat stuff. But you know, ineffective did absolutely nothing.
0: Um, Lednyev came on for about 25 minutes, and I mean, for any young, creative attacker, play you're down four 0 in aggregate is not going to be the most uh, exciting time to be coming onto the field. Um, I would just maybe go a five because not really much was done. Um, and Dima, you're waiting for Supriyaha, the last substitute.
1: I believe he... The only thing I remember him was him getting into a kind of maybe sort of scoring position, um, which, you know, only Messi or Ronaldo could realistically score from or, you know, whoever, you want to say Shevchenko, Pele, Lahid, whoever. Uh, but probably not Supriago or any or any striker we have or have had in the past five or so years. Um, but he kind of miskicked it, and it hit. Was it? If Alex, if I'm if I'm uh, getting this wrong, and this is from a completely different game, feel free to point this out. But I'm pretty sure it was in this game where Supriago kind of miskicked the ball, and it hit the defender, and it. Went on target and nearly went in, but the goalkeeper uh, kind of recovered. That was against... game? Yep, yeah, that was this game against Villarreal. Okay, well, yeah, I've, I've got all these games just completely mixed up in my head now, but okay, good to hear that my memory is still holding up and this and, is the right game. But yeah, but teams, was, and against teams that
0: were yellow as well Villarreal, Ruch, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, all, all the same, Uh, nearly, especially in. in in the level of the team but anyway other than that i don't really remember him doing anything uh, which isn't necessarily his fault because you know if I, I can't even think of anything to say about this because if you don't give the striker any service if you know the striker isn't going to get the, the ball to magically teleport into the back of the net if you don't give them him the ball right but other than that pretty much invisible uh Five and a half.
0: Uh, so Dinamo loses 2-0 to Villarreal, 4-0 on aggregate, and on to the next one. Unfortunately, uh, we did not have to have that Villarreal game too long on our thoughts as Dinamo took care of business, defeating Leview 3-0. Uh, and the, uh, first half penalty missed from Depena. But Eric, surely there's one player everyone is thinking about after this game. And who who do you think it was?
2: Um yeah, shepelev for sure. Yeah, um Of course, of course. Uh, no, no, less of that. Less of that. Um yeah, Karavayev. Um Wow, very so happy for him. You know, we've been really critical of him and I think rightly so. You know, he's been very very underwhelming since coming over from Zoryan, not the player that we thought that we were getting. Um, but I think that he showed some things this match, mainly that he should not be playing at right back, but he should be playing on the right wing. Um, I mean, that is his natural role after all. Um left back, he can play there too. That's right, left back being his actual natural role. Um, but um yeah, so happy for him. Um, you know, looking back on this match in the first half, I mean, the, the first half was pretty poor. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts of the first half was Sheparenko dribbling through two hook defenders and making them run into each other. That was, that was wonderful. Um, but, um, you know, again, Depena had a poor penalty for a, a handball in the box, um, that ended up getting saved. Um. Chaparenko had uh, a decent shot from distance, almost kind of similar to the shot that he took towards the end of the Brugge match. It was our first shot on target that forced a save from the keeper. So similar to this one um, outside the box, but um, good save from the keeper. Um, Supriaga, my God. Two of the shots that he took, uh, it, it's like there was a magnet in the ball and then there was metal like on the opposite side of the pitch. Like the way that the ball comes off his boot defies logic and it defies the laws of gravity. Like it is just nowhere near the target. So bad, just absolutely abysmal. Um, second half looked better. So again, we had Godaviev come on for jettison at the start of the half. Um, you know, it was a Mcolenka cross that really wasn't that great of a cross, but the defender did not deal with it well. and Godaviev pounced on it smashed it into the back of the net for finally his first goal with, um, with Danama. Um, you know, we had Shepelev come on in the 60th minute. Um, there was another chance that was really disappointing from Nikolenka where Sheparenko made a really nice run, um, basically cutting through the center of the defense and would have been in a lone on goal had uh, Nikolenka tried to thread through um, a through ball, but just had his head down dribbling and totally missed it. Um, which was disappointing. Um, Garamash came on for Supriaga in the 79th minute, Seed Clay for Sheparenko in the 81st minute. Um, and then we had a goal from Seed Clay. Mikolenko with a low cross that looked like the ball was going out of bounds but, or out of play, but he um, almost kind of played it back across the box. Seed Clay had time to control it and then slot it into the lower corner. So, really nice finish from him. Um, nice to see him get a goal. Um, and then the last goal, Popov, my goodness, prime Ronaldinho making a run forward, dribbling between two defenders, almost had a really nice finish, but the keeper saved it and then Karabayev again pounced on the rebound and made it 3-0 to Didama. Um Again, you know, it, it wasn't a great match, but again, the result is all that matters, took care of business. Um, nice to see Karabayev get... Uh, nice to get some goals, um, you know, good, decent, I will say substitutions for, um, uh, from uh, lucescu I mean, besides Shepelliev, I thought, you know, obviously Karavayev came on to make the difference, Gautamash looked okay. Um, I think actually for one of the goals that led to one of the goals, we regained possession because Gautamash pressed the keeper high, which we really should be doing more of. And the keeper literally just kicked it out of play and we took the throw, and I think we may have scored from that subsequent throw-in, but um, really, the only other observation that I have is um, kind of humorous and kind of frustrating, kind of annoying, too, when Shaparenko gets fouled, and then he starts going at the opposition or the opposing player, which he's been doing a lot of recently. I mean, you know, first of all, he he's not a big guy, so I don't know what he thinks he's going to do, but um, you know. Secondly, you know, if it's a really bad foul, okay, I understand it. But fouls are part of the game. Get on, like, get on with it. You know, either the advantage is played or get up and take the free kick. Like, it's a foul. Okay, fouls happen. Um, but yeah, a, a really big win for us to um, to keep our uh, to keep our lead um, as we move towards hopefully clinching, uh, you know, the Premier League title. Um, and I know I believe Kadavayev mentioned something about just having a kid or something like that, and I think he did like the the thumb celebration as a tribute. So, um, yeah, good game for for a new father, and uh, really glad to see it.
0: Now, as you know, we usually answer fan questions at the end, but I just want to ask this one now because it's it, it relates. Um, Dima, does Kadavayev deserve a starting spot on the right wing now as going out coming out of the international break?
1: Yes. Uh, simply yes i think you know he provided two goals what more can you ask for but you know it wasn't just like you you know got two two goals two lucky goals out of nowhere you know his overall game wasn't good enough that wasn't the case um, you know i think that he his his overall game was good he was driving forward decent enough crossing uh for you know for the first time in a long time uh but yeah i Jerson doesn't deserve to start uh, after that display um, I've seen some people say you know what if it ain't broke don't fix it you know he's already got chemistry with his fullback on that side but come on really I mean you say if you know I heard the argument that you know if it ain't broke don't fix it well it only started working when Jerson came off that's when it started working not because of Jefferson, that was working right, um, but anyway, I definitely think that you know he deserves to start. You know, if a player if a player plays badly, you drop him. If a player who a player plays well, he should keep his place. And, and in this case, you know, player who played uh, badly, who started dropped. Player who came on and did well, he should take his place. And in my in my eyes, at least that's. You know, that's the only logical thing to do here. Um, and I know this isn't just the only, uh, I, know, I know you didn't ask me this, but I just wanted to say um, in terms of the game, I noticed, you know, a trend now uh, where in the first half, very low tempo, the players look like they're not really trying to, you know, they're not really in a rush, you know, um, not getting on the things. And in the second half, a completely different team comes out. And it, it's just, it must be assumed that, you know, what Jessica gave them, the peace of his mind, um, you know, saying, you know, well, what are you doing? How are you going to win this game by doing this? And, yeah, it's, it's getting quite annoying now to see, you know, to see the, player, the, team's own, uh, the team only turning up in the second half. But, yeah, other than that, good performance. Um, I was going to mention as well, um, you know, I I read somewhere that the player of the match in this game is Lucescu. And I, I sort of see the um, logic in that, in the fact that his substitutions worked really well. And the last thing I want to say is Shepelev came on as a substitute on the left wing. Now, that is something I have never seen before. I was never expected to see. And I probably don't really want to ever see that again because I remember he got into a pretty good crossing position. He passed backwards in typical his style, but the ball just hit the defender's leg, and he just um, uh, it just kind of you know it was intercepted. And now that we're on that topic, just one last thing. I remember they had a very very slow centre back on their pitch, right? And as soon as, as long as Gerson was on the pitch, right? I was thinking, well, you know, why not take advantage of his lack of pace? But he didn't, no one once tried to play, uh, beat players one and one here. And that was especially in the first half. But uh, yeah, overall, I think good win. Um, I think, you know, if if you want more of my thoughts, go ahead. Um, But I feel like I have gone for too long. So, yeah. Um, back over to you, Alex.
0: So, on a day when Dinamo take care of business, 3-0 against Ruch and Shakhtar drop points as well, uh, where they lost 3-2 uh, at FKLVUV. So, thank you to Besmertni, best coach of the year, award right there for defeating Shakhtar. Um, and the famous Shina for scoring the winner, but uh, less of Shakhtar. Uh, so, we'll move on to the player ratings. So, first is going to be uh, Bushjan, so Eric, you're rating for bushchan
2: I mean, really didn't have a whole lot to do, um, to be fair. But, uh, I mean, he did um, help, I guess, keep a clean sheet. So I'll give him a six and a half.
0: Dima, you're rating for Keon
1: It's not been as good as um, in his recent uh, games prior to the one against Midiany um, which is, I don't like to see that. Uh, I don't think its crossing was really as good as we know it can be and probably should be. Um defensively, they subbed on a player that gave him a bit of a hard time. Uh but I mean they only scored they well scored. They only had two shots and both of them went god knows where. So I I I feel like I can't really criticize the um the defend any defender too much, uh, to be quite honest. Um for rating, I think, you know, six, fair enough. Uh,
0: I'll do the centre-backs. Again, I think it's a stock standard, not a centre-back performance. They're not really standing out. They're not really doing anything more than they need to. Uh, They're not really making any clear mistakes. I'll give uh, Zabarni a six and a half, and I'm going to give Popov a seven just for turning into prime Ronaldinho at the end, uh, as Eric said. Um, Eric, you're rating for Mikolenko.
2: I'll give him a six and a half. I mean, again, his crossing was still very wayward. Um, passing, not the best, I mean, I thought he was solid defensively, but ultimately two of his crosses did lead to goals, one of them actually an assist, and then another one that just wasn't dealt with um, by the um, Ruch defender that uh, Karavayev then scored. So I'll give him a six and a half. Uh,
0: Dima, you're rating for the captain, Sidorchuk.
1: Uh, I think, I think he was good in the midfield. I think you know, he, he got a pretty early yellow card um in the first half, he argued a bit with the ref. And I was like, oh well, slow down, you're you're on a yellow card. But other than that, I think his passing was good, made good interceptions, good challenges. That's what you'd expect against you know from him uh, against a team like this. To be quite honest, um, I think seven seven and a half seven i think is fair uh
0: on to bujalski um not the best game from bujalski wasn't creating a ton i would maybe say a six i think it was a stock standard performance although this only happened like two times in the first half and i'm sure shocked they didn't go to a more um i remember one really good entity where i think supriaha and him combined pretty well like one of them would check in and just kind of flick it around the corner for the other um but a Shockingly, that only happened like twice because they never just played it uh, back into uh, either Supryakov or Buyalski, whatever they check in. But not too bad from Uh Eric, you're rating for Shaparenko.
2: Um, I think I'd probably give him a seven. Um, I thought he looked lively again, solid in possession, um, had some decent shots on target. Um, did a good job of uh, helping to control the midfield. Um, so, seven for me.
0: Dima, you're rating for Depena?
1: Poor. I mean, he was taking way too many, many touches every time before actually, you know, releasing the ball, be it crossing or passing, or but I don't think he shot. So, I, apart from the missed penalty, which, you know, well, now I have got onto it, um, you know, apart from Apart from the the missed penalty, where it, where it was a poor effort, and I saw someone point out the fact that you know he basically gave away where he was going to shoot, and I and I agree with that. He he basically did like look uh, his uh, look at the the kind of spot he was going to shoot. He you know his body language as well gave it away. Now, not a good uh, penalty, and to be honest with you, not a good performance overall in terms of. I mean, he was creating nothing. Uh, to be honest with you, that's quite worrying to see his regression recently um uh you know it looks like his um looks like his mind is somewhere else and you know we i I did see a report saying you know unfortunately the direct quote unfortunately for carlos the mls is getting close so maybe there's the answer to that particular question um but overall four and a half five it wasn't good enough to be honest
0: the one thing I just want to mention about the Pena is one of those instances where I think Supriaha came close, uh, checked in and uh, flicked around the corner for Buyalski. Buyalski, I think, passed it back for the Pena. And all I remember seeing, I think it was Shaparenko made a run into the box and maybe Gerson, two, like two players made a run into the box. And all I remember thinking, just whipped this in. But all I remember is he, he takes a touch, then he sets it, then he looks up. And then the chance is gone. And then he plays it back to Mikolenko. And then we're re-saying. So it's just something I've seen from him too often. Just taking too many touches. Like you were saying, Dima. Just, I sometimes just whip it in. Worst thing that's going to happen is going to get cleared. But just something I would like to see. Hopefully some improvement from him. On to Supriaha. I mean, Dima, you hit the nail on the head when you said earlier. Not really expecting much when he doesn't get chances. Although he did create a chance or two for himself. Which I guess is more than Gerson and Pena. So maybe a five and a half. Uh... Eric, you're rating for Gerson.
2: I mean, got subbed off at halftime, so that should pretty much answer that question. Um, I'd probably give him a five. I mean, again, just ineffective, unable to contribute, um, really poor. Uh,
0: I would say Siet Clay came on a little too late. Uh, Dima, you're rating for Shepelev, our new left winger. Oh, wait, Eric, you want to say something?
2: Yeah, um, I would definitely give seed clay a at least a seven. Um, I know that he came on too late, but fair enough. Yeah, he did. He did score so I would at least give him a seven Um, did a good job of controlling that ball and sliding at home.
0: I'm so used to whenever I look at the team, like with the one minute they came in, whenever I see an eight, like 80-something, I'm just, oh, they came on too late. I'm just, oh, I completely forgot. Yeah, he did he actually play well, to be fair. Um, so, uh, Dima, the was new left winger, uh, Vovar Shepeliev.
1: Ten. Uh, brilliant performance. Uh, no, yep. seriously. He he came on for the Vienna, I think it was, and he initially started on the left wing. But yeah, uh, just he just did nothing really. I mean, it's not listen. It's not his position. He's he's nowhere near fast enough to be a left winger, uh, or a right winger, or an attacker for that position, or a midfielder, or a defender, or a goalkeeper. Uh, but no, seriously, less about. Um, I just just I I think I already mentioned it where he got the ball in a good position. And instead of crossing, it just passes backwards. And even then the pass the path backwards got deflected of someone's foot and they intercepted it. But in the midfield, I guess he was tidy enough. I mean, he didn't really do anything in the midfield. Uh, standard six, five and a half,
2: fair enough, I think.
0: Uh Eric, you're rating for Karavaev.
2: Yeah, I'll give him uh, I'll give him an eight. Um, you know, only played, uh, half the match, you know, came on as a substitute to start the second half, scored two goals. Um, obviously the first goal was pretty key to, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say like necessarily to change the match and then all of a sudden we were hammering the keeper with shots and things like that, but it's still a big goal to get and probably a big, um, relief for us. Um, and then, you know, again, right place at the right time for both goals, and, and nice to see him finish them both off. So, yeah, eight for me.
0: Um will to Garamash. Now, I'm actually disappointed with Garmash's performance, actually, because we didn't get any Garmash cla- uh, ca- classic Garmash moments. We didn't have the ball going under his foot. We didn't have Garmash falling over. Uh, but I, I guess he played all right. Maybe go with standard six. Um, I think one of you guys mentioned you pressed the keeper. Yeah, Dima, go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Dima. Sorry, just just wanted to add. Um, after you finish speaking, um, you know what you're saying. What you're saying is absolutely correct, and I agree with you. Um, something a bit different. I have a few ratings that I'd like to ask from you guys. Um, from a parallel game you know, that happened that same day. But yeah, just carry on, Alex, and we'll get onto that later. Yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, no classic
0: Garmash moments. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with standard six. So, uh, on a day, Dinamo went 3-0 over, uh, Ruch Leviev, uh, or Ruch veneki depending who you ask. Um, yeah, top of the league, uh, around six, seven games to go. So keep up the momentum, boys. Uh, the work is not yet over. Um, yeah, Dima, what were the match ratings you wanted to give us?
1: Now, uh, asking both of you. So, uh, what is your guys' prefer, um player rating for, um, Anatoly Trubin. Out of what? Out of 10? Out of 10. Standard, 100. you know, standard out of 10. 100, 100 out of 10. 10 yeah. The, um, the goal
0: that oh, gave away the penalty that could win us the title. How can you not, how can you not give him a 100?
1: Absolutely. Um, mm. And the next one, Eric, how about you? Um, what would you rate me? Um the coach of FC Lviv?
2: Oh, Bis, yeah. Bysmiertni, I would say definitely a 10 out of 10. Um, Could not be happier. Um, And then Trubuchka, I'll just give him a rating that actually resembles a Trubocka, which is a one. Um, And uh, yeah, you know, it's just interesting too, talking about this Birna match with, you know, Bouchon. We talked about, sorry, this is going off on a tangent a little bit, but Bushan turning into Boyko, coming out and just completely missing the ball and should have been a penalty, honestly speaking. But then again, Pavard was offside in the buildup to their, to their first goal. So it evens out. Right. But anyways, you know, people talking about Bouchon and whatever, needing to be dropped and not doing well and stuff like that, which is fair and calling for Trubin to be in goal. And I'm like, he literally just did the same exact thing, except against relegation threatened PFC Lviv over the weekend. So I, I just don't understand the logic. Behind that, like, I'm not saying that Bouchan did a great job and he, he was he did terribly on that. No doubt about it. I mean, it was awful. But really, like this player just did something against a relegation, threatened the UPL side. And you want him. Again, though, I, I, I know I'm thinking rationally and, you know, you can't explain ration to irrational thinkers. Um,
0: Dima, I'm actually let me ask you a quick rating. What's your rating for Castro?
1: The Shakhtar manager? Ten. I hope he signs a new 20-year deal. I absolutely love the way he manages Shakhtar. I love the way he sets them up and I love the results they're getting this year. Um, You know, like the song goes, we want you to stay, we want you to stay. Luis Castro, we want you to stay. Um, Yeah, but absolutely brilliant. And, you know, all of Shakhtar's team for this game, you know, especially people like Vitao, uh, Marais, um, A Special shout out to Junior Moraes. They all get tense from me. Thank you very much, and we want you to uh, we want you to keep up performance like this. But yeah, enough of that. Um, but yeah, just just to say, you know, one last thing. You know, massive uh, congratulations and a massive thank you to Bismyrkme, um, the coach of uh, FC Lviv. Uh, you know, he he's a formula uh, former. Number player, but, you know, they say there are no former number players sometimes and, you know, that's just as proof. But yeah, thank you so much and a massive congratulations to FC Lviv and enough of that.
2: They deserve to stay up after that. I am not a fan of their club at all and I want them to be relegated for a very long time, but after that, I, yeah, you deserve to stay up, 100%.
0: Should have worn my FK Lviv jersey for the episode today, but le- as as a as Dima would say, less of that. Um, so Dinamo have a game this week, and I believe it's Saturday. Um, they played Dinamo Bucharesti. I don't know if it's a home game or away game. I don't know a lot about this game, but Dima, what's I know it's a friendly, boat. is there what's the main real purpose behind this game?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting as I believe, I'm not an expert on this, I might be wrong and if you, any of you guys know, that points out my mistake, um, but I believe that Dinamo Bucuresti are having a bit of financial trouble um, recently and Uchiesko is a, just happens to be a Lesnada club, so you know by his kind of instruction, accord, whatever, we have arranged a friendly against them to help, some, um, to help them out a little bit financially, uh, to create a partnership between the two clubs, um, you know, letting players, you know, go in and out of both teams, you know, between each other a bit more freely, you know, on loan, stuff like that. And, um, you know, the main thing uh, which isn't going to happen in the game is i, I believe dinamo bucuresti um, fans that come over to kiev will be able to have uh, lunch or dinner at uh, the same or with lucesco um, in the same place and you know they they'll get to you know ask him some questions some stuff just you know just just stuff like that uh, you know, have have some time with their club legend for some money, which is helping their own team. So, yeah, for a good cause, I guess. Uh, it should be an interesting one, you know, especially with so many players away um, on international duty. But, yeah, um, we'll get on to the, I guess, the lineups.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll do a little preferred lineup. And, of course, it'll be a heavily rotated. Like, for example, I wouldn't play someone like a Kionzora, you know, uh, give him kind of the couple of days off. We have a bit a busy uh, fixture. Let's come up. You know, games against all Ol- t- tough fixtures against alexandria and Ypro uh, Odin and Shakhtar, and then you got the Cup Agro Business. You know, knocked out Shakhtar in the last round, so you, you can't take them lightly. Uh, so goalkeeper, um, I would maybe go Boyko just to keep his fitness levels up, but I wouldn't want. I would want to see at some point Morg- Morgun come on at halftime. Maybe you know, maybe with half an hour to go. Um right back, I would start Timchik again. Oh no, he's with the national team, isn't he? Timchik, he's with yeah. Uh I would go Skorko because it's not gonna hurt for, to him for him to get some minutes. Uh center backs. That's a tricky one because we don't have any Popov's available, right? I think he's still with the Dinamo team. So I'll go Popov and maybe Anton Boll. Maybe that's a shout to go uh to start at center back. Uh, and left back, I would start Seed Clay just to, you know, he hasn't been getting a ton of minutes. And although I'd like to see him more, um, just to keep him a little bit fresh, although I would want to see Viv Cer- Wait, no, with Cer- the U21s. Never mind. So yeah, uh, goalkeeper would be Boyko. Back four would be Skorko, Bol, Popov, Seed Clay. Uh, in the midfield, I would start with maybe Andreeski at defensive midfield. Um, uh, in front of him, Bujalski, another one I would just give, you know, a couple of days off uh then in ooh, this see, this is a tough one. I don't know who I'd start in the like kind of more box. To, any ideas who to start in the box to box midfield role? Maybe Vikanti Voloshin.
1: I was gonna go Voloshin on the wing, but that is, you know, that is definitely a chat. But I, I believe Voloshin is really more of an attacking midfielder. What I was gonna say, um instead of I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really be totally against seeing Andreevsky and Adibekov who came. Uh, from my yeah, uh, that's who, a show. You know, He hasn't featured at all, he hasn't even been in the squad at all. Um, and I don't really see a reason why not playing, but we could you know very well see you know someone from the youth teams. So, what I was
0: thinking is maybe Ali Bekov, Andreevsky, and Vikenti Voloshin in the midfield, then on the wings, Lednyev and Nazari Voloshin, and Vanat up top. I think because I'm assuming they probably stick with the 4 3. So, um well, that would be uh, a back for Skorkov, Bol, uh, Popov, Seed Clay, midfield three of Andreevsky, uh, Ali Bekov, and Vokenty Voloshin. On the wings, Nazari Voloshin, and up top, Vladislav Vanat. So, some stuff to look out for. I'm assuming the game will probably be streamed on the Namo's YouTube channel this weekend, um, but uh, c- still a couple days away. Uh, now will just move on to some questions. So, one, uh, so one of these questions from Slavo Ukraine is zero nine on Twitter. Uh, we already answered. Um, and the other question is, I want to ask Eric. Um, Eric, so Ukraine drew France yesterday, and Sidorchuk and Shaparenko both had very good games, especially I thought Shaparenko looked very good and very composed against that France midfield. And obviously, Sidorchuk, um, you know, got the go- got the goal. And my question is, kind of going off of this is, Maybe, okay, if people have issues with Luchesko, that's technically worse and, un, and there's no progress. Surely, looking at two players like Shaparenko and Sins Troop, there can't be any... There has to be some kind of argument to be made there that Luchesko has made these guys better. Would you agree with that statement that Luchesko has made these guys better?
2: I mean, if you watch Dinamo and you know Dinamo, then the answer is yes. Um, so, yeah, quite simply, yeah. I mean, we talked about this previously where... Shaparenko, I think, like at the winter break or somewhere around there had already made as many appearances for Dinama as he did in all of the previous season. Um, And they've been quality appearances. Again, not to say he hasn't had a bad match every now and then, but for the most part, he's been a very solid performer. Um, and even for the national team, you take a look at the match against France. I also thought the match against Spain that he was very good at and did a good job of holding on to possession in the midfield, you know, providing a link between, um, between defense and attack. Um, and yeah, Chuk is another one. I mean, he has looked, you know, the national team, the match that he had, I mean, ultimately he scored the goal, right? Um, and got us the draw, you know, other than that, it really wasn't a great performance from him, but you know, on the class from the club side, um, yeah, I mean, he has looked the two of them as our double pivots in the midfield have looked fantastic. Um, they have looked as good as they have in a very long time. Um, you know, I, I just keep getting mental images of that goal against Zoya, um, you know, where Shaparenko took the corner, perfectly executed from the training ground. And, and I mean, what a hit, but um, not just judging off of that goal, of course. But yeah, I think that overall, you know, the two of them, you know, Bujalski is another one, um, but he, he's definitely getting the most out of these players now, and he's found a system that, not only is successful, but it's getting the most collectively out of the players, right? Because if we look at them individually, sure, there's some bright prospects in our team, no doubt about it. But the level of this squad, ultimately speaking, is not that high. But he has found a way to, I mean, to greatly maximize the efficiency of this squad, have us playing as a team. um, And, you know, we wouldn't be where where we're at now without consistent, solid performances from players like Sidorchuk and Shaparenko. Um, So yeah, that 100%. I mean, obviously, I'll give some credit to the players as well, of course, but ultimately, yes, that comes down to Luchescu.
0: And also nice to see, especially someone like Shaparenko, because Sidorchuk got, you know, a fair amount of playing time under the last couple of managers, but it almost felt like, it almost felt to me, at least the last couple of managers didn't really rate Shaparenko at all. And I mean, Interesting that, you know, he starts and plays very well against the defending world champions and yet we had managers who didn't rate him at all. So just an interesting thought that came into my mind there yesterday during the France Ukraine game. And uh, Dima, I'll ask you this question from Rich also on Twitter. Uh, With a seven point lead, will Dinamo try and clinch this as quick as possible or just take it casually game by game?
1: Um, My answer to this is uh, to word it exactly like the question. We, in the first half, will take it in the, f- over, in each game, we'll take it casually um, in the first half. And then in the second half, we'll clinch it as quick as possible, uh, which has been kind of the trend here, you know, where the team uh, has always come out for the second half much better. But seriously, I hope to see, you know, for the fans' sake, for my nerves' sake, um, for my hair's sake, I don't want to lose my hair, you um, because of you know tight uh, cagey games um, uh, in important you know it, you know in big games like um, like this season pretty much all the time for that for that for the sake of all of that I hope we'll just try and clinch it as possible you know just professional performances you know just do what is expected do what what's needed because uh, we need to be we're expected to we're expected to win this. Now we have a seven point lead. Um, and I think, you know, honestly, my preference is we should try and, you know, keep up the, you know, the consistent solid form and get the job done. But that's, that's just my opinion on it.
0: I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I would prefer the title to be wrapped up before the final day. Cause for some reason, every time we play Colos, some weird stuff happens all the time. So I'm with you, you know, wrap it up as quickly as possible, take every game professionally, go out, get the three points, and move on to the next one.
2: Um, yeah, I, I was just going to add real quick. I think it should be wrapped up by then. Um, and I'm not trying to look ahead. I think that, you know, with what we see right now, we need to take it met just one game at a time. That's it. Um, you know, if we beat teams that were expected to beat, teams like Alexandria, and after that, I believe we have Dnipro, Um And then we face uh, Shaktior. And I think, you know, even coming away from that match with a draw, I would be fine with. But if we win that match, I believe after that match, we have five remaining fixtures. And at that point, with a 10 point lead, if we win two of our last five matches, that's the title. My math holding up, my math holding up on that. If if we beat
0: Alexandria, then Nipro, then Shakhtar, and again, we're not trying to get ourselves you know too ahead. No, I'm just it's just yeah, 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 no, no, we're just just kind of playing this out how, how it could look. Um, if we were to beat Inhulets, which is the week after Shakhtar, we would have the title clinched.
2: Because assuming that Shakhtar, well, if if, so, if we assuming that Shakhtar keep up with us and then we beat Shakhtar, we would have a 10 point lead at that point, correct? And and then because we play in
0: Hulet's match day 23, and you can't make up 10 points from three games.
2: Oh, how many matches are left after Shakhtar? Is it only four? It's only four. Oh, I was thinking five. Okay, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if we, yeah, then there you go. But I mean, look, honestly speaking, not trying to get ahead of myself there is no reason that we shouldn't have this wrapped up before the end of the, before the last match of the season. No reason. But again, let's not get ahead of ourselves one match at a time. Let's keep taking care of the teams that we're supposed to be taking care of. Um, And, and like I said, I think that, you know, I I got a good feeling about this.
0: Yeah. And yeah, go ahead, Dima.
1: Yeah. I just want to say, just one quick, you know, last kind of pessimistic, type of pessimistic, pragmatic, whatever I'd say, realistic. The fact is, we we've not won yet, and I don't want to see any complacency at all from the team until until the job is done, until the title is ours. I don't want to see you know any kind of anything else apart from the normal, constant, consistent performances. Um, and I feel like that's worth pointing out because you know, once again, we're in a great position in a great, um, you know, in a, in a great point of the season where you know, last season we would have been, I don't know, over 20, probably about 20 or so points behind. Now we're seven ahead, right? But we've not won anything yet, so that's just worth bearing in mind.
0: Yeah, all that good work we've done up to this point is made pointless if we throw it away now. Um, so yeah. Take like, like we said, one game at a time, you know, not even about Alexander, just think about Dinamo Bukereshti, think about not getting injured, maybe getting some fitness, and then on to the next one, and so on and so forth. Um, So that wraps up today's show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Dima, if anyone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that?
1: Um, you can, you know, to write about how Dinamo hasn't progressed at all under Luciusco, um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at
2: 1927dima, 197dima.
0: And Eric, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how can they do that?
2: Uh, yep, it's at Libovic, that's L-E-B-O-V-I-C-H, no spaces, full stop.
0: And if you want to get into contact with me, your host, you can follow me on Twitter at 7 That's L-Y-S-Z-Y-K and then the number seven. And if you want to follow on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Denamo Abroad. And if you also want to get into contact with us, you can send us an email to Denamo Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. So from everyone here at Denamo Abroad, thanks for listening and we will see you next time. In-up-up.